Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman. And this is Paige Debster. Hello. And today, we're going to discuss straws and chocolate chips. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hello. How's it going? I'm tired. So are you. Yeah. I sure am. You know what helps... When I'm tired and I don't drink enough liquid. Could it perhaps be a straw? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, straws help me drink more. Cool. I used a straw today. Really? So did I. Yeah, it was plastic though, so it doesn't count. What did you drink with your straw? Coffee, because it was almost spilling over and I couldn't move it away from the Keurig. I also drank coffee through a straw today, but it was paper, and it was cold. We are two sides of the same coin. We sure do. How many holes do drinking straws have? And uh, give me your argument, and then I'll give you mine. Let's just get this out of the way. (sighs) Okay. Um, I think there are two holes in a straw. Why is that? Because I said so. Any other remarks? Vsauce made a video about this. Okay. Are you ready for my argument? Okay. My argument is that straws are a pipe, and any holes that you add to a straw would only cause leaks. But then it could be said that a pipe only has one hole. Or two holes, I mean. But we're not talking about pipes, we're talking about straws. You're the one that brought up the pipe analogy. I think... Straws are pipes, and if you were to put a hole in a pipe, it would leak. Um, I think that a pipe will leak anyway, as it is in its nature, for th- for something to come in one end and out the other. But then the whole process, the travel process of the liquid coming in one end and out the other, would get disrupted if you put a hole in it. Could that perhaps be another opening for you know like pipes have like multi multiple paths well that's true but sometimes straws have multiple paths okay see i looked it up on amazon and like ebay and i could not find like a multi-pronged straw yeah but sometimes like with fun straws which we'll talk about you can like put connectors on them so they go in like different directions and stuff I would love to see a straw with a connector that actually freaking works, because if it does work, I am going to buy it. Okay. So I can drink drink water and milk at the same time and disgust everyone. 
I think that's a great idea. Thank you. You're welcome. So why don't we get into some facts? Sure. Okay. In your best general guess, what's the history of drinking straws? Once upon a time, there was a dude in China and he he stole some bamboo from a panda because pandas are born to die. And if you want to learn more about that, you should check out last week's episode. But anyway, he stole some bamboo and then he realized he was very thirsty. He noticed that there was a river, but the river was too far away for him to reach. Don't you yawn in the middle of my story. <laughs> i'm spitting straight facts here i'm listening you know that dude's gotta yawn sometimes he was walking and he found a river but it was too far for him to like reach and like put his hand in and like bring his hand up to his face so he's like hang on a minute i have bamboo so he took the bamboo turn your camera back on He took the bamboo, he stuck it in the river, and then he, like, because bamboo was hollow, he could drink out of the bamboo shoot. Okay. I like your story. Mm-hmm. It's time to get rebutted. Okay. Okay. When do you think straws were first invented? Like, manufactured? Invented. Like, intentionally? Yeah. Like, like who took an object that we know as a straw, put it in a liquid and drank through it. 1802. Really time to get rebutted. (sighs) The first straws were basically created over 5,000 years ago. Okay. What do you think they were made of? Um, If it was China, it was bamboo. If it was perhaps Egypt... Um, perhaps reeds. Trying to think. Who else was here 5,000 years ago? Not the Romans. I'm gonna go with the Egyptians and they use reeds. So this is like, there's a couple parts to this. So like, as far as we know, the straws were first invented 5,000 years ago, but it's safe to say that they were around longer ago than that because the straws that were found were made of gold and lapis lazuli. Really? Really? So that that gives the idea that those were for the wealthy and so they were made of materials that could be preserved. So like that means that there were straws before that. And so what were they probably made of before 5000 years ago? Not gold, not lapis. Is it is it still like a metal or something or is it like not necessarily? But it's not like hey, I found this in the river kind of thing. Mm, It depends. Can I have a hint, please? Well, you're right. They were made of natural materials, like organic material. Okay. Uh, Were they made of, like, clay? Mm, Probably not. Um, Terracotta? Probably not. Bronze? They were probably made of carved woods and other oh. hollow plants, such as bamboo, such as bell pepper. Really? I don't know. I'm just saying we were talking about hollow plants recently, and uh, you oh, know, we... <laughs> perhaps they used a bell pepper. That's a hollow plant. 
Oh, but uh, bell peppers are thick, though. I don't know if thick. you can necessarily. They're like the same width as a as a cup. That's true, but yeah. So like, they were probably made of carved woods and other hollow plants. Okay, so that does that means bamboo isn't necessarily xed out yet. Not necessarily. Bamboo's a hollow plant. Let's fast forward to the 1800s. Aha! 1802. What were straws generally made of in that era? Probably metal. Stalks of ryegrass. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, because they were hollow. But what was the problem with ryegrass straws? Did they perhaps not do too well in water and or did it perhaps make the drink taste funky? Yeah, they got gritty as you drank. Ooh. Yeah. When were paper straws finally patented? It seems like a mid-1800s to early 1900s invention. Do you want to guess a year? 1878. 1888. Oh, I think that's the closest closest either of us has ever gotten. I think so. (laughs) What were those paper straws made out of? Paper? But more specifically... Oh, um, hmm. And I included this because you're an artist. Oh, lovely. Imagine it's not papyrus. Mm-mm. Is it like a specific type of paper? Yeah. Mulberry paper? No. Cotton paper? Nope. I'm trying to think of other papers that I know. <laughs> Tell me all of your papers. Uh, this is a paper pop quiz. Oh, uh, well... I mean, I'm surrounded by printer paper right now because of a project I'm working on. Um, but printer paper wasn't a thing yet. Watercolor paper. That doesn't make sense. It would just suck up all the water. Right. <laughs> Shoot. I don't know. What paper? Paraffin-coated manila paper. Manila paper. Manila paper. You cut out. Say it again. Manila paper. Yeah. What straw revolutionized the plastic straw industry? The bendy straw. Not quite, but we'll talk about the bendy straw. What straw revolutionized the plastic straw industry? Yeah. Like the crazy straws? Yes. Yes. And when were crazy straws first put on the mass market? 1952. 1961. Oh, getting close. How were they invented? There was a dude. He was from China. He was in his lab. He was a person that worked with plastics. And then one day he noticed that his beaker was too far away for his hand to reach. So he took some plastic and he melted it into a tube. And then he then he sculpted it into a swirly. And then he was able to reach his beaker. Not quite. Okay. They were sort of invented by accident by a glass blower, and ah. and some kids saw these straws, thought they were cool, and they started gaining popularity. And so the design, for obvious safety reasons, was changed to plastic <laughs> instead of glass. Yeah. As you might imagine, that I, was a necessary change. I would certainly hope so, yeah. What was the first crazy straw shape? Was it a spiral? No. Was it a wave? No. 
Was it a dodecahedron? It was not. What was it? The glasses. Oh, cute. I love the straw glasses. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I may not be a kid anymore, but I love novelty straws. They have, like, the novelty straw glasses in the new Animal Crossing game. Yeah, I wear them in the in the new Animal Crossing game. <laughs> oh, Didn't I get those for you? I think you might have. Oh, my God. You know me so well. I do. <laughs> what, what is a quote by Eric Lipton, owner of Crazy Straws? That is a very specific question. Yes, it is. How am I supposed to get this right? You're not, but, like, I really had to include this. Can I have a hint? Just make something up. If you were the owner of Crazy Straws, what would you say? Do not use to snort cocaine. Okay. The quote is, Once you can do named straws, you can do any straws, he says. They're a testament to our bending skills. where did you find that in one of our sources which will be listed in the show notes i mean i think the i think the fact that you find that so funny is what was why i'm laughing yeah (laughs) i don't know i just found it to be ridiculous it is pretty ridiculous are you ready for a fun fact yes i am Bendy straws were invented in 1937. Oh. Can you guess who invented them? Benderson S. Traw. Joseph Friedman. Okay, cool. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do you suffer from dehydration? Does it bother you every day? Do you not know how to drink out of a cup? Then you need straws. Go to your local cafe, order a drink. Get yourself a straw. Drink your liquids. Don't be dehydrated anymore. Just put the straw in the drink. Create some suction out of any body hole, that is. And there you go. Liquid in your body. Straws. On Amazon yesterday. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Welcome back. Hey, did you uh, figure out how to drink from a cup yet? Um, It's definitely got a learning curve. But you know what? With the new straw from Amazon, it's getting a little bit easier. Crazy Straws, please sponsor us. Amazon, please sponsor us. For the love of God, Bezos, you can spare a few dollars. You know what's really fun to do with a straw? What's that? Fill it up with some melted chocolate and then blow it onto your cake or your cookies or whatever for a chocolatey design. That's okay. Kind of like that art project we did in like fourth grade where we took a straw and dipped it in ink and then blew it on the paper to make trees. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. But wait, the chocolate thing is a thing? Uh, I don't know, probably. Okay. You're sure it is. You're the chef out of the two of us. I might have just invented something, but I feel like somebody's probably done this. Well, we'll have to try it at some point. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna have a chocolate straw party. That almost sounds like chocolate strawberry. Oh, yeah, actually. So that brings us to our next topic, which is, I mean, it's chocolate chips, but more specifically, 
why shouldn't you use melted chocolate chips in things like brownies and cakes? Okay, this is something I don't know that you definitely know more about than I do. Okay. What do you think? About, I don't think at all. Okay, but if you went to bake a cake and someone told you, oh, you should use a different kind of chocolate instead of chocolate chips, what would you think the reason for that is? Is it because, like, the chocolate is has a better texture when it comes from, like, a uniform block that you already chop up rather than doing a bunch of little bits and stirring them together? You're actually not that far off. Okay. Chocolate chips have stabilizers in them that make them keep their shape, and the chocolate itself is usually lower quality than something you might get from a block or a bar. Oh, interesting. Right. And so that gives the chocolate different qualities. Um, Like, chocolate chips are harder to melt by design. Like, they're meant to keep their shape. They're much harder to melt than other forms of chocolate. That's really interesting, actually. I never even thought about that. Right. So what do you think a good alternative is to chocolate chips if you want the convenience of not chopping up a bar? Could it be like, and I know this isn't necessarily... Eh, whatever. Get, like, a Hershey bar, and, like, it comes, like, already, like, kind of broken up, so you can just split the pieces into the little fun sizes. I like that, but we can take it one step further okay. with with chocolate wafers. Oh, my gosh, I, com- I completely forgot those existed. Right. And what are chocolate wafers best for? They're, I mean, with my experience with them... Um, They're good for melting down and, like, uh, pouring into chocolate molds. Yeah, that's a really common usage for it. They're also good for melting for ganache, glaze, frostings, pretty much anything you need a melted chocolate for that will not end up holding its shape. Did did you know that they sell chocolate wafers at Michael's? I did know that. (laughs) I kind of want to, like, just go get some and eat them. If you're going to do that, I would recommend getting a higher quality chocolate than what you can find at Michael's. That's fair. Sometimes I just want cheap chocolate, though, you know? Not really. Okay, you little artisan, you. I like good chocolate. Why are the wafers better than chocolate chips for this? I imagine they probably don't contain the stabilizer, and perhaps the larger surface area makes them easier to melt. Plus, they were, the wafers are not made for people like me that will just eat them. They are made to be melted, I think. You're right. They don't have stabilizers, and so they melt faster and don't hold their shape. Okay. What are chocolate bars best for, like, when you're cooking? They're good for chopping up and then sprinkling on at the end for a little razzle-dazzle. That's true. That's one really good use for it. They're also good for pretty much everything wafers are good for. Hmm. I find them to be somewhat more (laughs) versatile. Like if you want larger or smaller chunks, if you're doing different things, or like you said, if you're grating them as a garnish, they'll have a fun curly shape. And I find good quality chocolate bars for baking to be more accessible than high quality wafers. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a high-quality wafer before. I'm sure they exist, but I've just never seen them. Yeah, they're definitely out there, and you can order them. Like, 
a lot of times if you find a really good brand of chocolate that you really like, you can often order wafers, especially if it's coming from a specialty chocolatier or that type of situation. They are very much a wholesale kind of item because you can get them in bulk and then use them in like a bakery setting. So mm. you don't find the really high quality ones as easily, but they are out there. But bars, like you can go to the grocery store and get a somewhat higher quality bar for baking while you won't necessarily find the higher quality wafers. I see. I see. Yeah. And so because I find a lot of wafers to be low quality, uh, I think that the ones like that you would get at Michael's are best for large batch prepping dipped things and like candy molds, like you said. Mm, okay. Where should you use chocolate chips? Cookies. Yeah, what else? Mm, cookies. And breads and anything where you want the chips to keep their shape. There are people who will argue against what I just said. They'll say that you should still use bar chocolate and just chop it up instead of using chocolate chips. Oh, I disagree. I don't got time for that, man. I, I think chocolate chips are perfectly valid for things like cookies. I like the fact that they keep their shape, even though the stabilizers maybe detract from the taste a little bit. Like, <sighs> listen... Unless I'm serving cookies to the queen, you're getting chocolate chips. It's just easier. Which queen? Mm. Queen Elsa, maybe? I don't... Rachel watched Frozen last night when she tried to get me to watch Frozen, and I didn't want to because I was making pancakes. Pancakes didn't even turn out that well, but that's a different story. I'm so sorry. Another place where I like to use chocolate chips, where, again, people will argue with me on this, is dipping. Like, dipping strawberries and things like that. Yeah, they're good for dipping. If you just chuck chocolate chips in the microwave, it all becomes one after a while. Well, they're very convenient. And the reason that people would say not to use chocolate chips and to use wafers instead is because of the stabilizers potentially altering the taste. I mean... I like chocolate chips in this type of setting because literally because they're designed to reharden in whatever shape you put them where I find when you dip things in melted wafers, they don't necessarily keep their shape as well or their shine. Chocolate chips are thicker with three C's. Yeah, just, stabilizers. Yeah, yeah, they're thick with stabilizers. So, like, if I slap some chocolate chip melted onto a strawberry, it's going to harden nice and quick, and I can consume it at, like, a million miles an hour. But if I do, like, with the wafer, some of it kind of slides off, and I can't get that thick with three C's coating that I want. Exactly. That about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. Hmm. You can find us on social media. That's right. Social media. <laughs> That's right. It's 2020. We're on social media. You can find mm -hmm. us on Twitter at Research Rebut and on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions. Please, someone be the first person to do this. Don't say that. <laughs> do you, like, does a straw have one and one hole or two? Tell yeah. us. Yeah. Tell us, does a straw have one end or two or no ends at all? 
you can email us at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com with whatever you like. And you can find our sources in the show notes. This episode was brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Please sponsor us. Please. Crazy Straws. Please sponsor us. Chocolate in general. Please sponsor us. Godiva. Oh no, Godiva is way too good for us. Excuse me, Godiva isn't even that high quality. We're a Nestle company, get over it. Nestle is evil. Nestle is evil. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.